Welcome to another episode of the Command Team Corner. Today we're honored to talk again with Major General John Brennan, the commander of First Special Forces Command. Sir, we appreciate your time with us today, and we're excited to talk with you about what you've been reading or listening to lately, and self-development more broadly. So for our first question, what have you been reading or listening to lately? And how is that shaping your thoughts about leading the command? First and foremost, I listen to the indigenous approach whenever I get a chance. I don't have a very long commute anymore like I used to, so I used to catch up while I was commuting back and forth to work, but I have a six-minute commute to my house, so I don't get a chance to do that as much in my car, but I listen to it at night when I'm wrapping up at work. But lots of great interaction on the indigenous approach. Same thing with Cywar, listening to the force, listening to people's stories, which are interesting to me, and then how they got into RSOF and what they've been doing. Very important that everybody hears different perspectives. So that's helping my thought process with the welfare, diversity, and inclusion, OPT. Reading, I've been reading, I just finished Kill Chain by Christian Brose. I think that's a must read for anyone who's gonna work in force development, modernization, and innovation, because Christian lays out all the things, the industrial age processes that been kind of hamstrung with our acquisition process, how it's really failing DOD right now. We have to modernize and innovate or we're going to perish. The Chinese and the Russians are just going to continue to outpace us. And really the importance of cyber and more low cost solutions out there instead of focusing on platforms like fighter aircraft, aircraft carriers, things that take five years to get from drawing board to actual construction, we can't afford to do that. So we got to look at testing stuff quicker and more often and get it on the battlefield at a low cost, less encumbered programmatics approach. I've read, I'm reading Burn In right now by P.W. Singer. That's a good one. Did Ghost Fleet. That's another eye opener. If you want to explore some of the things that could happen to us if we end up in a shooting world with China. Very important read, I think. But the best book I read over the holidays was by Ray Lambert, and I got to meet him back in October. He was in the, the 1st Infantry Division during multiple campaigns in World War II. Every Man a Hero is the name of his book. He was actually enlisted in the Army before World War II in the 30s, and then went to war as a combat medic. But he was in the invasion of North Africa, Sicily, and then finally D-Day, where he got severely wounded. He got wounded several times, but severely wounded. And his story of perseverance, it's, I think it's a must read to show what you know, large-scale combat operations is like and to show how people can get through some really tough times. So his story is amazing. Him and his brother were both in the same unit, both severely wounded, didn't see each other. They finally linked up back home in Pennsylvania. And then he went on to be a successful businessman, made a lot of money did a lot of charitable work and he still lives in out in Seven Lakes, North Carolina, but great talking to him. He turned 100 around Thanksgiving, but another great book, a great American and just still energetic at age 100 and wants to talk to people. But his story is amazing. If you haven't read it, I'd recommend it. And kind of a story that stuck with me when I was a Sears school student, you were allowed to read one book. I read a book called The Forgotten Soldier by Guy Sayer. You talk about resilience. There's no more resilient human on the face of planet Earth, I think, than Guy after what he went through. So he was soldier in the, he got impressed into the German army in the Wehrmacht and did the entire movement across Russia and the retrograde and then went to the Western Front and then he ended up surrendering to a British unit. But he was, his mom was French, his dad was German, so the Germans impressed him into service. So he <laughs> dealt with a lot of adversity Obviously not on, not on our side, but you can picture just the level of anguish that he dealt with. And then really he didn't have 
you know, the German army was depleted massively and they were shooting people for losing a compass. I mean, it was just a crazy time. And you can see how he mentally got through all those challenges. And his goal was to get captured by, by uh, not by the Russians and by the British or the Americans. And he finally did that. But So, sir, two of those books you mentioned, Every Man a Hero by Ray Lambert and Forgotten Soldier, they both really get after the main theme of overcoming adversity and, and resilience. I'm wondering how those two books have shaped your thoughts as a leader. Well, I mean, when you think about things that are going bad, they can always get worse. So be prepared for the worst case scenario, you know, hope for the best, plan for the worst, and never come to the conclusion that you're in this alone. You've always got you know, your teammates to your left and your right, and your family, I think that's hugely important. And whatever faith you have that helped get you through the worst of times. So never losing faith with your family, your country, and your mates. So, sir, you mentioned The Kill Chain by Christian Bros as a must-read for our soft soldiers. Are there any other must-reads or must-listens for our formation? It's a spectrum of different things out there that, that are available. Like I said, I think The Kill Chain is definitely a must-read. Like War is another one. You want to see the power of social media and the information environment and how it's changed, really changed the world and how it's continuing to evolve. I think you got to read that book really eye-opening read for me as well. When you read about how social media, people posing as different people in, in the information environment can change huge swaths of opinion across multiple different groups of folks all over the world in an instant, it's really powerful. So I'd like to transition to a slightly different topic, and that's self-development more generally. As you've risen through the ranks, how have you continued to develop yourself as a leader? I think it's all about talking to people and figuring out what's important to them, understanding those whom you lead, and then how that population changes over the years. When I was a lieutenant, things were much different than they are right now. So you, you've got to be yourself, but you've got to sometimes adapt and change your approach to fit those whom you lead. So figuring out what makes people tick is hugely important. So I get a lot of energy out of talking to young soldiers and NCOs and officers out there in the CSUs and really hearing from them. So Commander's Blog's another way we're doing that. So I'm getting some direct interaction on that front. And really it's been hugely helpful for me staying connected. So you're leading a command that has 11 subordinate 06 level units or CSUs and 47 battalions. What is your recommendation to leaders who have quote unquote made it? How can leaders avoid falling into a complacency trap? So you've never really quote unquote made it. Selection is an ongoing process. It's something we used to say um, back in the team room. But you're, you're only as good as your, your last success. So you've got to keep succeeding and keep looking for ways to improve constantly because it's, it's an evolving dynamic. Leadership is an evolving dynamic between human beings. So that's nothing you can ever sit back and get comfortable with because the situation's always going to change. People are going to change. And you got to keep ahead of it. So anticipating the next ridge line, I think, is what leaders need to do. And then put that vision out there so folks know what the, the guiding light, the North Star is, where we're going, the direction we're going, and then it's easier for those whom you lead to help out to achieve that vision. This has been another episode of the Command Team Corner. If you have topics you'd like to see addressed by the Command Team, submit them on the Commander's Blog, located on the First Special Forces Command portal page or send us a DM on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks for listening.